swords and handle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and stores some legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's a grand theft of blood scrolls simon's quest the drawing earl rock shoes to earth clue keeps the exit gaming news the police get some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. What well, is control issues? I am the AM. Say. And this is a dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. That's control with a dash in between and the word issues.com. You can also go to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure from time to time. You can also go on over to your podcast provider, whoever that may be, download, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, let us know you're out there, and head on over to Twitter, at my control issues is the handle, let us know you're out there. AMC, what's going on? Not much, A-Dub, new week, new me, new life, new you, A-Dub, I'd like to be the first to officially <laughs> congratulate you on your birthday. That that welcome wagon to thirty seven. Yes, um, awesome. How how is everything with you? You know, new year. You got you got you got a new a next gen coming on the way. You got the current gen still playing, going uh, strong. You got going your, out strong. You got your yeah. You got your your own life stuff going on. As you talk about, you're always getting stronger, always working on bettering exactly. yourself. How how when you soak it all in, how, how do you how do you take it? How's it smell? Well, you know, it's like I, I look at it, life in general, there are points where, you know, you kind of get a little too too big for your shell yeah. and you got to expel a lot of energy to get out of that shell and make a new shell. You got to like guyver that shit, rip it yeah. off. <laughs> exactly. Got to science that shit out. So, yeah, you know, I feel like I'm approaching another one of those points and just all the energy and all the different directions are focusing in on a single point and I, i'm almost there like the working out i'm in the best shape that i've been in the past decade probably better you know switched up the haircut on them a little bit brought it full circle with with my childhood haircut yeah. <laughs> with a modern twist i like that Let's see you know in a have a very healthy habit of reading on a regular basis, you know, continuing to improve with drawing and making art. So that's something that I'm trying to do on a more regular basis. I'm a week behind on October. So <laughs> I'm going to take some time today to try to catch up because that needs to happen. And, you know, this is the furthest I've made it in October in a while. So I don't want to, I don't want to get out, but I need to get back on a daily thing. Yeah, and, you know, some some of the surprises are in the works. So, you know, I'm getting there. I'm enjoying it. It smells great. It feels great. It's, it's light on my shoulders and it's not heavy on my heart. Yeah, I would say 30s have been pretty amazing. I would say that in, in this that I look back on 
years before that, 20s to earlier. And you're trying on a bunch of different hats, trying to figure out who you are, who's A-Dub, who's AMC, what, like what what is it that makes me who I am? And you're trying all these things, you're shedding things that you don't like, you're taking the things that you do like, building upon that. And I feel like yeah, when you hit your 30s, that's when you kind of, in a, in a way, you're set in your ways, but it's more of the fact that you know you and then then you just lean into all those things especially as like that income is just more steady um and so yeah like it's, it's that it nest egg start building yeah so it's just like a beautiful thing like i always like i look at certain things i'm like playing video games but i don't play any bad video games anymore because i now know the games that i like like i don't exp- i don't watch bad shows because i know the shows that i like i don't read mm-hmm. bad books because i read the books that i like and like as you're able to curate more of life to your what makes you who you are it just improves everything overall <laughs> surrounded by things that just that you enjoy and reinforce you yeah things exactly. things that spark joy <laughs> But without, and then the maturity comes when you can enjoy those things, but then not look at the other things and be like, well, those things are now shit. (laughs) (laughs) When you're in your twenties, it's like, I love this thing and everything else is bad because I like this in comparison to that. Whereas when you're in your thirties, it's like, I like this and whatever is going on over there. Yeah. That's cool that that exists too. (laughs) Like You don't feel like you're missing out. Yeah, nothing's a threat to your way of life. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna ruin everything yeah. that I like. It's gonna ruin everything that already exists somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of a dub, what have you been playing? Well, haven't been playing much. Uh that's because as I mentioned, it just neck deep in Inktober, falling a week behind and all of my free time is consumed just trying to make a a daily drawing to upload to the internet. I did fire up Rebel Galaxy Outlaw just because I'm stuck on a mission and then I went online and I found out that a lot of people get stuck on this mission, so I'm not surprised. Uh, basically, what I have to do is take this experimental like black market weapon, put it on my ship, and then I have to try to escort a convoy to a jump point. Along the way, you're going to get stopped by police. And then when they come in, they turn into enemies. And the idea is you're not supposed to kill any of them, but you have to hit you have to hit six of them with what is this EMP weapon. That's the experimental black market weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is that the EMP weapon doesn't have like a lock on <laughs> or any kind of tracking. It's just a it's just a dead like manual shot and that's kind of hard to do when you're moving hundreds of kilometers per second in the middle of space chasing other spaceships bumping into asteroids and getting shot at from all angles so (laughs) that's an issue for me i've gotten i've been able to hit two out of six before i get blown up yeah so um you know I, i take my little rest on it and then I come back to it. And then once I get past that mission, I feel as if I'll be able to continue to make steady progress again. It's just, this is an odd little roadblock to hit so early on in my experience with the game. Like, I think this is only maybe the fifth story mission or like anywhere from the third to the fifth story mission. I haven't been, I haven't been playing through a ton of the story. I've done a bunch of side content so I can get the ship I want, get all the upgrades I want. 
and then start moving forward. So, you know, hit that ceiling kind of early, even with the equipment that I want. It's kind of weird, but whatever. AMC, what have you been playing? Yes. Yeah, so um, as I mentioned last week, beat Ghost Sushma. So it was time to move on to a new game and that new game, the one that I've been sitting on and been waiting to play um, 2020 release. It's a hit by Bethesda was recently came to Game Pass and it's the second installment in this uh, current gen run of the series. This being Doom Eternal. Yes. Yes. So yeah, um, I had heard all the uh, the criticisms going into Doom Eternal, and I, I still decided I wanted the game because I knew that the game was gonna still be all the fun that was had in the original game, and then some. It was just how is this hub world going to play out that people say ruins the experience mm-hmm. <laughs> of the game <laughs> and yeah anyways um yeah uh, the, the game is awesome uh immediately right out the gate it's awesome it's everything that makes uh this iteration of doom work they've figured out that formula and they've just built upon it so yeah at the very beginning it's uh you're you're the doom slayer or uh, i guess officially now termed the doom guy and uh you're the invasion of earth has begun from hell uh so I, you've left mars at this point and now you're you're back at earth and um you're doing battle and you pick up your you're getting all your you're getting refamiliar with all your old weapons you're you're getting them picking them up and then you're getting the tutorials what i love about what doom does to um i guess separate itself from the the pack of other first person shooters is it very much in a way plays like survival it's like survival first person shooting and that um especially in the very beginning uh so when you get your options you choose the difficulties and it's the same old difficulties uh like i don't know like i don't want to be hurt um hurt me plenty um <laughs> ultra violence which is what i'm playing on and i believe the last one is nightmare um or something along those lines and yeah, it's uh, they tell you right out the gate in the description, you're going to die like an ultra violence. You will die often in the early onset of the game. Um, but this is for experienced Doom players. And so I went with that. And yeah, you do die a lot. But the reason why, getting back to what I was saying with the survival first person shooting, is that your health is always in question when you're getting when you take hits. But the way you survive is that you stagger the enemy when you stagger the enemy then you go into the glory kill which is the animation and as you take them if you do the glory kill then they drop health um so that's how you survive in the very beginning of the game is you want to stagger the enemies as much as possible the way you stagger them is weakening them and the way you weaken them is one just like filling them up with ammo but then as you defeat enemies, uh, there's the there's the codex which explains like the story of the game, the lore, but then also the enemies, the enemy types, and their weaknesses. And once you learn that your weaknesses to certain types of fire, then you can stagger them a lot quicker. So then when you when you're confronted with a wave of enemies, you're just staggering them and getting glory kill glory kill glory kill so while you're taking damage (laughs) you're also replenishing yourself as you're taking out people so the way you get stronger is by killing enemies so it's oh so that turns it into a more high octane experience because it's not you have to move from enemy to enemy to stay alive 
yeah it's very much like crank the game where it's like you the higher your adrenaline is the the better chance you have to survive and it tells you like straight out like in like the tips or whatever it's like do not stand still like you're this is not a cover shooter this is a run around take out the enemies use your uh movement to your the movement is your strength in this game and they really like lean into that because you Right out the gate, you have a double jump. Uh, later on, um, you get a dash, which uh, is it's a double dash in a way. So you hit a circle, and he'll quickly like dash forward, back to the sides. You can do it twice, so you can double jump, double dash forward, and doing those things will quickly get you out of harm's way or create separation between you and the enemy. And certain attacks that the enemies will utilize on you. Uh, and like so, yeah. you can you can jump in advance toward an enemy, change your mind, and return to where you started. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's like almost like tracer, but like yeah, uh, without like just the total recall uh, ability. It's more of a yeah, like moving forward and back. Yeah. So uh, with all of that, um, it took me a while, but like I, I definitely died a lot. But I, I finally got comfortable in this game, and yeah, it's all the fun that the Doom 2016 was. I got to the little hub world. It hasn't completely. Uh, I haven't been provided all access to everything, but I, I am now able to walk around in it, and it's nothing, nothing crazy. Like as you play the game, you can do. So there are missions on each of the uh, levels within the game, and if you uh, complete like. The missions you'll get a battery and you can use the battery to bring back to the hub world to then access an upgrade within that hub world um and there's there's a ton of upgrades so you have the weapon mods which have two options to use um with each of the mods so like the shotgun you have like the grenade launcher and you can either use the grenade launcher or you can uh modify with the mod to have it be an automatic shotgun and certain things like that. And then with that, you get, um, weapon points. Hold on. Yeah. So with the weapon points, you can, uh, as you do missions, you'll get weapon points and, uh, then you can use that to then upgrade your mod. So then your weapon will evolve as you're playing the game. I say all that to say this, um, Hub World, not a big deal. It doesn't get in the way of, of the experience of the game. It's just a place to, as you beat a stage, you go back there, you can upgrade your character. You can. They have a, a danger room S type uh, area where you can go in there. Enemies that you've defeated will then spawn in there, and then you can test out all your weapons, uh, really learn about like the strengths and the weaknesses of certain enemies, and even just their, their tendencies, so then you know how to... Uh, interact with them or engage with them uh, especially in uh, group settings so yeah um it's an absolute amazing game put a ton of hours into it as as of right now and it's everything that i need it to be and everything that i need as of right now just from going from long rpgs to then an open world uh action game to then just a more singularly focused um kind of corridor shooter if you will open environments i wouldn't call it corridor shooting but um yeah it's uh it's absolutely incredible and you know you can expect to hear more from that moving forward yeah but a dub let's get into the topics of the week top topics of the week oh we got some more ps5 news a dub what you guys yes, we do it's looking like we're getting something major every week so 
I don't know. Hold on to your socks or don't if you don't mind your socks coming off. Uh, this week, Sony has gone ahead and revealed the PS5 user interface. Oh, what? There we go. <laughs> we, we, got, we got the teardown. Now we got the UI. Now we got the UI. Everybody wanted to see the UI, their, their decision to pre-order or purchase it was contingent on the look of the UI. Sony revealed it in an 11-minute state-of-play showcase. And I got to say, AMC, love the look of it. It looks snappy and responsive. It's It looks a little... It looks easier to navigate. Like It just looks like a more together experience altogether. So the first thing that you might notice when you get in to the whole new PlayStation menu. It's got a row at the top as well as the bottom now. And it seems like the, it's very focused on the games themselves. You have these big, beautiful images of the games that you see, like the, the must-see column at the bottom has things that you might be interested. One major change is that the PlayStation Store is no longer a separate app. It's integrated into the system itself, so hopefully that'll translate to better performance and less lag overall because, I mean, you use the PlayStation Store on your PS4 just as much as I do, I imagine. And it's it's not exactly the most altogether experience. It takes you away from the main screen as if it is itself a game. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was even just more of, how it functioned at times like i would get out of a game and then try to go into the playstation store and it just wouldn't load for me um yeah there is there there are a couple of things that were just kind of funky i know people have discussed about the download speeds of the psn network um so that might be one of those things by making it just a part of the, the the console itself and not a separate app, maybe that will up the download speeds of the games um for for the digital buyers um, yeah, there's there's a couple of things that I like about that. I keep going. Yeah, so the the cold boot screen, like the main menu, that that'll look very familiar while having some improvements there. But there's also what Sony is calling the control center. So this provides immediate access to almost everything you need from the system, and it can be summoned by pressing the PlayStation button. Uh, the control center it lets you see who's online, check your downloads, manage your controllers. It, it's got it all going on. It got these these cards now, where when you're when you press the PS button, you have all these different options. For instance, it shows you a little bit of the the progress and trophy tracking, where you see individual cards that have percentages and you know time to complete estimates for certain achievements in the game. So you can go in the game. You can try to do that. If you're having issues now, you can pull up hints for PS Plus subscribers that you can then place into, you know, place it on the side or, you know, place it picture in picture and move that around. You're you're able to not only bring up hints and tips for games if you're having trouble on certain areas, but you're able to watch those tips and tricks as you simultaneously play the game. Uh, a similar thing is going on when you're with friends in a party, you can bring up something that they're playing if they want to share their screen with you and you can have that going on a little portion of the screen or picture in picture as you're playing your game as well. So that can take party chat to a whole new level. 
that could take multiplayer games to a whole new level. And, you know, it's overall, it looks like it's familiar, but it's been significantly improved and overhauled. Uh, AMC, what did you think of the user interface? Did you have a chance to check it out? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I I liked it. I, the, the notes I took, like just certain, like, I guess, buzzwords, um, like seamless, multitask. Uh, also artisanal. Worked, yeah, artisanal. Organic. Uh, yeah, one of the things I... Uh, I liked was how it seems like there's a lot going on in the background, but without an effect on system performance, which is, you know, like uh, you, you think about like old computers when you would be running a game and then like the virus detector would be running in the background and also yeah. like it would just start lagging like crazy. Your performance would tank. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it seems like there's. And then it finds GFO and then you're like, oh no, I got quarantined. <laughs> oh no, McAfee, not again. <laughs> oh, Norton, <laughs> Norton antivirus, why? <laughs> Yeah, um, it seems like with everything being just integrated, um, that there's a lot of functionality that is just shared uh, amongst the, con- the, the, I guess, the overall performance of the console, but you don't see those dips. Like, everything just happens. So when you think of the PS4, it's like, I'm in a game, or somebody sends me, like, um, a, uh, an invite to chat, well, I got to back out, go to the <laughs> lobby, go to the chat, load that up, join the room and, and then like and then like once that's all good and done then we can start talking now it's you just get a prompt on your screen you accept it and then you can start straight up talking to your controller not even put on a headset i go upstairs grab a headset yada yada it's at where i'm sitting i can just start quickly chirping with a dub um yeah, part it, of the reason that i don't really use a lot of the the social features on the PlayStation 4 is just because it's so cumbersome. Like that entire process you described for, you know, receiving and setting up a party chat invite, you got to remember that all that is slow. <laughs> it's each step is going to take a chunk is like in you back completely out of the game in order to go take care of this extraneous process. So with this happening so quickly and being so well integrated into the, the Sony ecosystem, I feel like I'd, I'd be more inclined to like send, send the AMC a request to watch some stuff I'm doing or to, you know, some of the, some of the other people that I've acquainted over time who always send me invites to play games I don't own. Like I can at least watch them playing and show them that respect, show them that I am a real friend, but I just don't want to play what they're playing. Oh yeah. Especially too. It's like, um, you know me, like I love, like, I'm like, if you're playing a game, I like, I'm like, Hey, you need to throw that shit up on Twitch. So I can check that out. Um, that option of all the games, the picture in picture. Now we didn't really see him continuing to play sack boy. So to see like, if there would be a performance drop off, but if it is like a possibility, if I'm playing a game that doesn't take my full concentration, or if I just want to take a break, I can do that picture in picture, not have to like back out of my game and still see what's going on with your, with your game, which is uh, an awesome like option just to have for, especially somebody from my level who's like, I just love to like see something what's going on while also having access to my own shit. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a cool functionality. The, the whole thing with the progress what I like about that, the estimate, it'll be interesting to see how how effective or how accurate those estimates are, because I'm sure there are people who just do like walkthroughs. But what I do like is that, um, especially if you're stuck on, say, a puzzle and you kind of see the estimate of how long it takes uh, and you pass that mark, you can start 
thinking like, all right, well, fuck it. Like, should I just look this up if I'm at a point where this is now getting frustrating? And like by now, the average person has kind of figured this out. Um, it, it's it's something to to keep things moving. It's um, also respects in a way respects your time too because. <laughs> There's been a lot of discussion about like just certain platinum, certain achievements and how long they can possibly take. And if you see it and immediately it says like, it's going to take 10 hours to complete this achievement. It's like, well, God I'm going to probably skip this. Like, <laughs> Not tonight. <laughs> yeah, not tonight. And so, yeah, to see the accuracy of those estimates, if they are, then because that's even a thing I look up now with certain games where I'll, I'll be done with like, when I got done playing Breath of the Wild, a game that I put tons of hours into, even Persona, tons of hours into, and then I'm deciding, do I want to play Doom or do I want to play this game? Um, it's not about the genre of the game. Sometimes I'll just look at how long does it does it take on average to complete this game? And if it's shorter, I might just hop into that game just because I know it's, it'll be a quicker experience. So certain things like that, um, as they mentioned with the hints, it uh, it cuts out that having to go online and do your own research that's all now available and it's almost almost in a way it shows their understanding of the needs of gamers and especially an aging gaming demo who is very aware of how much time they can spend on a game and what they want to do when they're taking advantage of that time when they have that 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 hour cut out how they want to spend it and so yeah i think these are all quality of life changes that i think are going to benefit the gaming community to a point where they're going to just almost accept it as standard and not realize how revolutionary it actually is. <laughs> how much their lives have changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the things they won't tolerate from competitors anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even little things too, like, uh, what was it? Uh, how they, they have with the mic built into the controller. Now they have voice to text. And so there's yeah. certain things that you'll be able to do a lot faster as opposed to either using the the bar and trying to aim the controller at the letter or yeah. click click and hope As, that predictive text picks up yeah like, oh, like come on just get there already so yeah there's there's certain things like that like all quality of life updates that are gonna just make the experience a lot faster i think for the gamer what did you think about the whole thing with the uh hints Cause i know there was a whole what to do when sony initially took out the um what is it the uh the copyright with the ai and yeah. people being like oh like uh what does this mean like they're gonna be helping us with like beating games like yada yada and now seeing at least the early the early um the early, I guess, display of how that's going to be presented to us. Uh, what do you think? Honestly, I it, it looked pretty cool. It's not something that it's not something that I initially thought I would use, just because I like to figure games out for myself unless they get like overly challenging. But I've been finding myself using wikis more often and just under looser circumstances. But if that kind of information is already made available to me within the ecosystem of the console itself, there's no reason why if I hit a tough spot or if I'm just like, okay, I'm done. I, I give up. What's the answer? Mm -hmm. Like I'll just pull that up. I subscribe to plus anyway. It's, not that much money so you know you guys can't complain it, it's now less than the cost of the game <laughs> and like yeah uh it's awesome it's it's integrated right into the system you can do the picture in picture or have the the card up and watch it while you're trying to do it so 
it looks like it's smoothly integrated. It looks like it's useful. But the thing that's that's really got my head buzzing is the trophy tracking thing because now it's beginning to make me wonder if if we already do or if we will have functionality where maybe the the trophy things are set up in the order of quickest to accomplish to longest to accomplish so every time you look at it you see some short-term goal that you're like you know what i can get that i can get that i can get that and as you're working through beating the easier trophies you're also working toward completing the longer trophies so those times are coming down and by the time you reach the end of the list it's like oh it's just one more hour and i'll platinum yeah, and it's uh, uh, like, and what I would, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, what yeah. I would, because this, I got to get this idea out. Well, what I would really want from trophy tracking is if when you look at a particular trophy, it also displays which other trophies going after that would work toward. So you can make your, your trophy hunting more efficient by knowing, okay, if I do this one, I'm going to also be accomplishing goals for these other three. And then you can just knock them out that way. So, you know, there's still a lot of possibility on the table, which I greatly enjoy. I, I like that they're only showing us the the meat and not so much the potatoes. So, yeah, man. Yeah. And like what they said, too, which is uh, interesting. It was, I mean, obviously, it's up to the developer to see how they decide to um, set up those activities. But, yeah, they just the cutting of time, if you're not a person that... Um, needs to ride to every location or like run to every location the ability to be able to just hop straight to the area where that trophy would be gained like that's just a boost in itself because you're going to be spending the time trying to get the thing but if you're able to just hop straight to that activity and then start it it um just cuts down on a lot of time especially with right at that point yeah, especially with like yeah, like the big open world games, which is like uh, which is the thing with the stronger consoles. Who knows like how bigger or just how vast or just maybe just how uh, filled out those worlds will be, and to be able to maybe just skip around it. It's it's another way of having waypoints in the game, but it's now just baked into the. Uh, like the structure of the game <laughs> and how like just just put in a prompt when you select the trophy where it's like fast travel to location <laughs> yeah there's already fast travel in the game you're gonna do that anyway may as well integrate it into the trophy yeah and so that's just it's more waypoints within a game to complete certain tasks which is uh i guess more of a benefit to the gamer and yeah i think these are all things that show that they have um, a connection to what their community wants mm -hmm. and yeah i mean it's uh something i've been waiting for to was to see this i know there are a lot of people who are kind of just like until i see this i don't believe the console is coming out or a real yeah. thing <laughs> yeah they're hiding something yeah and so now we saw the guts we've seen the user interface it's looking more and more like this is an actual thing. <laughs> so yeah, you can, I mean, if you were you, holding, if you were holding off on your pre-orders, yeah. <laughs> but apparently, it is not. Yeah, so it's up, a Dev. Yeah, we got control of the week. Control of the week. Control of the week. So Sony gradually rolling out all the information people are dying to get, and they're still getting hit over the head with criticisms. In doubt. Yeah. 
and we got a bunch of them here for you. First, Troll says, and now we got PS Plus content in game. Seriously, putting hints behind the paywall is kind of dumb. <laughs> now, remember when this patent came out, the general response was, "Oh, they're they're helping people beat the games. Nobody will want to use this. Why would they have this? This is stupid." And now suddenly people are mad because it's behind a paywall. <laughs> also, you have to keep in mind too; it's it's, it's a, a dumb idea when it's free. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's also a service that Sony is providing, and so yeah, there's certain services that they want to be paid for, especially as they're going to continue to update and provide you. As as every game comes out, there's going to be a whole thing of hints that are going to come with those games, and that's a service that they're going to constantly have to update, and it'll probably get even better as the console generation evolves and so yeah it's one of those things that why not they're not charging you directly for it but just bake it into the whole ps plus ecosystem it's like rolling a it's like rolling nintendo power into the nintendo experience yeah. <laughs> <laughs> instead of calling like the the 800 number the cheat hotline and having somebody explain it to you it's just right there mm-hmm. which, which is dope it's it's another way in which as we move through generations of gaming, the olden ways are finding themselves revisited and reimagined for a modern time. So it's, it's an awesome way to preserve everything that gaming is in this brand new way. Next troll says, so what's left on the Sony is too scared to list. <laughs> So yeah, over the past month or two, we've been just bombarded with Sony's too scared to show the console. Uh, Sony's too scared to show the back of the console. Sony's too scared to show the interface. (laughs) (laughs) And since then, we've gotten a a full teardown of the standard edition. We've gotten this info blowout with the user interface. We've also gotten the game showcase. We've gotten clarifications on what's exclusive and what's not. It seems like every week we're getting some big PlayStation news. I imagine this is going to continue all the way up until release on November 12th and November 19th. Yeah, it's a, it's a way to stay in the news cycle is every week you drop a tidbit of information about your console, which people are sitting around waiting for. Um, and yeah, it just keeps that hype train going. It's called marketing. Next troll says, looks the same as PS4. Well, one of the screens, I mean, it looks similar, but it also has some new elements going on. Like I said, you got the, you have the PS4-esque little bar at the top, but at the bottom, you have the must-see bar. And, you know, that looks like that's either giving you content directly towards your interests or it's giving you stuff that you already have that you need to, you need to see. I don't know. We'll see as we get closer to release. Next troll says, trash, LOL. <laughs> Hot garbage. Next troll says, so is Sony trying to kill off IGN wikis and YouTubers? Well, that depends. I mean, are, do you think people who go look at Jim Sterling and go to IGN <laughs> are willing to you know, pull whatever investment they have there or whatever subscription fees they're paying there to go pay for ps plus i personally don't think so i think people are still going to go to these wikis and these youtubers you know maybe not so much newer generations of customers insofar as existing customers because people don't really like change too much they probably won't even utilize it and also wiki is 
it's all encompassing. Uh, these things are very specific tasks or activities or achievements that they're going to give hints to accomplish. When I think of wikis, I'm thinking of walkthroughs. I'm thinking of every character in the game laid out and with a full background and explanation of what happens with that character. Like wikis are literally everything that has to do with that game where this is specifically a certain task and how to complete it. <laughs> exactly. Like there's, there's trivia, there's lore, there's stats. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's breakdowns of all the items and weapons and, and the gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's like if you want something that's more in depth, you're always going to go to a wiki, and that was their point: is that we want you, we want to be able to give you information without walking into spoiler territory. Um, we're just trying to spoil just this one aspect of the game, which you're choosing to see. If you go into a wiki, you might be looking for one part of a game, and you end up reading that entire section of the game, and it's like, well, that's now ruined for me. <laughs> Let's put it this way. If you're in a position where you can be killed off by in-game hints, you need to diversify your portfolio. Next troll says, came for the Xbox fanboy tears. Was not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can find any of those tears. Uh, let me see. Next troll says, swing and a miss. Why only show bits of the user interface now? Just show all of the uni- user interface features. Well, it's called marketing. It's, it's called leaving things to the imagination. It's called letting the consumer discover the product in their own way. So also, it's just certain things they said they haven't fully ironed out yet. So they don't want to show you something. And then people are like, oh, like, when you showed me this initially, this is how it's yeah. supposed to play. And now it's playing differently. So it was on the left and now it's yeah. on the right. <laughs> You've downgraded your user interface. And you lied to me. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the state of play, it was only about 12 minutes long. They said they'll be back with more information about more features. So let's try to express a little bit of patience here instead of jumping down everybody's throats. Next show says, what they show now was pretty lame. AMC, do you agree? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> do you concur, AMC? Yeah, if it, like if anything, it just showed me like, oh, this is going to be one of like, the most seamless experiences when it comes to interacting with the console and right there just shows the power of the console like that right there just um it explains the the four to five hundred dollar price tag that you'll be paying for this and then on top of that we're only seeing the default experience we have no idea what kind of options and other settings are included with that user experience in order to make it more tailor-made for our personal proclivities, if you will. So, yeah, man, there's still more to the imagination. Uh, Next troll says, looks like crap. (laughs) (laughs) Next troll says, Sony didn't show the Wi-Fi settings, so I don't know, man. I'm not an Xbox fanboy, but I'm not sure it'll support Wi-Fi. Oh, everything has to be has to be plugged in with the Ethernet cable to run a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. Next show says, "Where's the Wi-Fi setting, Sony? Why don't you just show it now, Sony? <laughs> Where's the two-factor authentication?" Oh man! Next show says, "PS Five is using Wi-Fi six. No one even has Wi-Fi six in their house. The Wi-Fi isn't even going to work for anyone yet." Uh. <laughs> Next show says, "I need them to explicitly." say my wi-fi's ssid is fine for the ps5 or otherwise i can't be sure (laughs) 
Next Row says, I can't believe Sony didn't show the volume settings. This is like an attack on consumers. <laughs> Next Row says, it's because they're going to charge extra for them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They're anti-consumer. <laughs> an attack on the consumer. Last Row says, why is Sony not showing the power button? Us gamers deserve to know. Now they want to listen in on my game rants. Who does that? There you go. That was waiting for you to get to that one, hey Dove. There was there wasn't enough Big Brother discussion. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was way more theory than conspiracy up to that point. <laughs> oh, so that last little run of trolls, they're just poking fun at these lingering log lines from the quote unquote opposition to Sony and the PlayStation 5, where Unless Sony showed something, then it wasn't real. People have been begging to see the back of the console. People said Sony was too scared to show the console. People said that Sony was having problems with the user interface. There was just every week it's been something new. Why why don't they tell us what kind of storage methods we can use? (laughs) It was just ongoing. So these trolls are digging into that now that Sony has shown and discussed pretty much everything that people have been saying has not been shown or discussed. And we're still, what, about three weeks out from the launch of the console. It's plenty of time for anyone to properly market a device. So, you know, if you're getting worked up, you need to work it down. AMC, any final thoughts? The console is listening in on my experiences. It's like the connect all over again. It's going to start keeping tabs on how many people are in the room at one time. <laughs> it's going to it's gonna tag my guns until the government where I'm hiding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, overall, I think uh, all the things, like, granted, I guess people have their privacy questions. I did see an article from Polygon that said, like, Sony will not be listening in <laughs> through the mic unless you want them to listen at certain points um yeah it's it's all for functionality um they put the mic in the controller not so they can just listen to you and get information on you so that you can talk to other people without having to get up and you know get wires and plug things in and do all that nonsense well so, yeah. it sounds like you're getting into our next topic of the week top topic of the week yes Sony's Sony's bringing some new changes for a new age. You know, I'll just hit this one real quick and run everybody through it. Basically, what's going on is that the DualSense controller having a mic in it is going to be recording your party chats. Now, let's clarify what that means. It's always recording and it'll always have the last five minutes of conversation. But what the feature does is it allows someone to cut a 40-second clip being 20 seconds of the conversation that they want to represent their report as well as 10 seconds, you know, before and after to explain what's going on in order for Sony to be able to more efficiently crack down on people who are being, you know, abusive online on the party chats. AMC, you seem to have some feelings about this. What's going on? Yeah. I mean, as I, as I said, they're doing it for your benefit People will look at it as they're 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 trampling on their their lot their civil liberties. <laughs> they're taking your data. They're gonna sell it to some marketing company. Like, oh, this user is racist, so you might want to start sending them some QAnon shit. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, they they assume the worst, and they realize that things are only in place to protect or 
uh, encourage a more positive experience within the community. We've seen Overwatch do this with reporting. Reporting isn't new. It's just getting easier for the gamer so that if you're getting some horrible experiences that you didn't ask for, you can let Sony know and they'll do what they need to do to, I guess, drive a wedge in between you and the shitty people of the world. It'll be interesting to see how they... I guess how they would carry out, I guess, a punishment or whatever for being reported in, in a party chat. Maybe they would just not allow those two users to interact. Because um, mm-hmm. if, if it's not within a game, it's one thing for in a game, if you're shitty, the uh, developer could just be like, well, now you're either not allowed to play online or you just can't talk with other people. Um it's interesting to see on a console level how if somebody were to re- report a person for bad behavior, how then the uh, the console maker will then react to that and dole out a punishment. But I think it's a I think it's a step in the right direction as far as some of the things that, especially being black uh, and online yeah. and gaming, <laughs> uh, one of the words that people love to use once they get uh, anonymity uh, is a racial slur for black people and so yeah yeah uh, i think that um any way to improve my experience i think will then also encourage me to interact online a little bit more than the very limited access that i allow people to have with me as it is exactly yeah i i personally welcome the feature however i made the mistake of saying as much on an online article in the comment section <laughs> and proceeded to have my throat jumped down by everyone with every excuse imaginable for why what they're doing online is acceptable. I mean, I was, I was told that I need to grow up. I was told that I didn't grow up right. <laughs> I was told that, that I must've had a bad childhood or something. I was, see now, uh, of course, there are the, the freedom of speech people who chimed in about it there were the people who you know the what's next people is this slippery big brother <laughs> yeah the slippery slope people uh let me see who else chimed in there was also the you know the who's watching the watchman guy like who's who's making these decisions <laughs> this is all stuff that's easily countered with common sense it's like it's their platform. They're providing it. They don't owe you the ability to be able to abuse people verbally or spread messages of hate and racial hatred and all that stuff. So if you're behaving badly, this system will more efficiently allow them to, one, prove that you're doing it so that it isn't a he said, she said kind of situation where and most people do this whenever they get in trouble. It's like, oh, no, that, that's not what happened. They're lying. Oh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> or just completely recant a, an untrue version of the story in order to protect themselves from punishment. It's, it's cutting all that out. So that's immediately going to get rid of a lot of the 12-year-olds. <laughs> we can all call it duty. Like I, I'm immediately reminded of a situation where on PS3 I was playing uncharted multiplayer in the living room in my family's house and as soon as i land in the lobby some kid starts chanting the n-word and it's like okay my dad's right here my brother's right here (laughs) had to then had to quickly acquaint myself with the the muting features in order to figure out how to put this person on mute so that also reminds me in 
the comment section, of course, most of the responses were, uh, I guess you never heard of the mute button. And when you think about it, it's kind of ridiculous for people to, you know, pay for a headset, pay for a console, pay for a service to get online, pay for a game to play online, to then be bombarded with verbal abuse and racial slurs only for you to say, you know, whenever your only remedy is that whenever you go into a chat to immediately mute everybody. That's a bit absurd. Yeah. And like, what type of world do you decide that you're going to allow the trolls, the dregs, the scum of society to set the bar for what's okay to say and what's okay to be, to be talked about um, in, in a public setting of all places. And so, yeah, it's like, um, it's not like there's, there's doing something where it's like, I don't know, like China where it's like, you can't say anything that's anti-government <laughs> or anything like yeah. that. It's literally, especially in a time as of right now, where there's a lot of discussion about like just the melting pot that the world has become. And especially with, uh, with online access and making the world a lot smaller and just the rules of engagement and how to carry out those rules. Um, it's one that's going to continue to evolve, but it's not one that should be decided by the people who just want to be able to say the most obscene shit possible just to get a rise out of people. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like letting the gangsters take over the city yeah. and you just live there. <laughs> yeah. Just let them decide how business should be carried out. <laughs> exactly. You just, you just stay out of these parts of the city <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you just don't use these services and you only do this at these hours of the day. It's like, no, you don't let the terrorists win, dude. You, yeah. you do something about it, especially if you're the one who owns who owns the land in this case. Yeah, it's, so, it's, yeah. it's a version of victim blaming in a way where mm -hmm. it's like, well, like you decided to come online. <laughs> <laughs> you should be tough enough to handle it. Yeah. It's like, you decided to drink. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's one of those things like the people who tend to be the offenders are the ones that are going to be the complainers. So, yeah. Exactly. Uh, AMC, you got another hit for us. Yes, in the next topic of the week. Ta topic of the week. Oh, A-Dub, we got September NPD. D oh, D D damn. D damn. D damn. D. A D for that damn. Um, yeah, so we discussed the previous weeks. Uh, actually, last week, we had the uh, PlayStation Store top downloads for September. Number one on that list being NBA 2K. Um, all right. And then number two being Marvel's Avengers. So let's see how once we work in all the consoles, multi-platform, and all that good stuff. Let's see how the sales lined up. So number one on the list, a dub for September. Here we go. In software sales, this going to not a recurring franchise. This being a new IP. This number one spot going to Marvel Avengers. Oh. So yeah, I guess you work in those Xbox people. You work in some physical sales. You get that bump, it goes to the number one spot. Number two on the list, you would think it would be NBA 2K21, but that's not the case because, oh, y'all must have forgot. In fact, we had to remaster it and bring it back to you on a whole new platform. Number two, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Damn. So wait, Marvel's Avengers <laughs> with, with people hating on it <laughs> all uh <-huh>. over the place. <laughs> Top selling game September. Apparently people, are, people are already over it. <laughs> and then people 
all over the internet hating on on the remasters for these Mario games. Yeah, number two, everybody goes out and buys it. Number three, Madden NFL Twenty One. Yeah, just annual rehash. Yeah, just you know, just EA. Well, why would anybody want EA All Access on Game Pass? Number four, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. Not one, but also two. And two. Yeah. <laughs> number five. There we go. NBA 2K21. All right. Still in there. Still in there. Uh, number six, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number seven, Crusader Kings 3. More on that coming later. I've heard good things about that. Yes. I'm kind of interested in getting it at some point. Yeah. Number eight, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Still on the list. Number nine, Star Wars Squadrons. Oh, you're wondering where it debuted. It debuted at the number nine spot. Oh, I thought I people the number nine spot. <laughs> they gave you a game for forty dollars. It's it's the value that you always wanted. No microtransactions. Number nine. Number ten. <laughs> Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Number eleven. Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. Oh, it's, it's about, about time. time. <laughs> <laughs> number twelve. Ghost of Tsushima. Number 13, because you can't knock it off of the top 20 list. People keep buying it. And I thought nobody wanted it. Ring Fit Adventure. Still. Still selling. People, I guess the word is getting around. People getting into shape in the quarantine. Everybody going to be in shape. <laughs> and have high-ass gamer scores. Uh, 14, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. That's 15, good. UFC 4. Dropping from the number two spot. 16, Super Smash Brothers U Deluxe 17. What? <laughs> uh oh yeah, sorry. New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. 17. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, new Super Smash Brothers U Deluxe, which you know. Like, damn, the fight game community going back to Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> 17, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. 18, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Odyssey. 19. Mortal Kombat 11 still selling. And 20. You got that Rambo content coming. To close it out, Super Mario Party. Uh, so a little, a little details with a, a certain amount of games, with a couple games. Marvel Avengers launch month dollar sales of Marvel Avengers were the second highest for any superhero game in U.S. history, trailing only Marvel Spider Man. I was about to say, dang! So it's doing as well as Spider Man, despite reviews not being, you know too kind to it and despite users being very unkind to it and being uh, a live service game and everything that was wrong with this current generation mm-hmm. live you know, you know, all that games is a service bullshit selling. Um, yeah still selling uh, behind that, let's see, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Super Mario 3D All-Stars generated the second highest launch month for physical dollar sales of any 2020 release, trailing only Animal Crossing New Horizons. Super Mario 3D All-Stars launch month physical dollar sales rank as the sixth biggest in Nintendo published title in U.S. history. Super Mario 3D All-Stars trails only Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, um, Animal Crossing New Horizon, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and Pokemon Stadium, and physical launch month dollar sales. And Tony Hawk's Pro Pro Skaters 1 and 2, the release achieved the highest launch month dollar sales of any Tony Hawk franchise in history, uh, title in franchise history, surpassing 
Tony Hawk's Underground 2, which originally launched in October 2004. So people were waiting for this Tony Hawk game, and they went out and bought it. Forever. Forever's. Uh, see, Crusader Kings A-Dub, the game that you were talking about. With just one month of sales, Crusader Kings 3 ranks as the best-selling release in franchise history. Damn. The title also experienced the highest launch month dollar sales of any title published by Paradox Interactive. And in case you're wondering... Um, what who that games? might be <laughs> yeah who who that might be what other games they publish uh yeah they publish stellaris magica city skylines battletech pillars of eternity and vampire oh, wow. masquerade so a lot of a lot of cult classics and so yeah. when i was looking it at it seems like, like they might be break might be starting to break out yeah like this yeah this uh indicating that yeah they might be moving from maybe uh a cult a cult publisher to a more mainstream Let's not as an occult publisher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just speaking in tongues. Uh, let's see here. So we have the best-selling games of 2020 so far. Number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, holding on. Number two, Animal Crossing's New Horizon, holding on. Number three, The Last of Us Part Two. So these, no movement so far from month to month. These are all kind of leading the pack. Number four, uh, Madden NFL 21. So this was in the sixth spot last month. So it actually moved up two slots. So more people are buying Madden NFL. Number five, staying in the same position, Ghost of Tsushima. Number six. So this is uh, what dropped in order for Madden NFL to move up. Final Fantasy VII Remake. This was previously a four. Now it's in the number six spot. What? Number seven in its debut marvel avengers <laughs> so immediately just make breaking into that top 10 number eight still holding on a dub and i am proud of it dragon ball z kakarot still still at a, at a solid eight <laughs> yes number nine mlb the show and number 10 and its debut uh super mario brothers 3d all-stars um debuting at number 10 uh, best-selling games of the year so far individual consoles we do top five number one marvel oh this being on xbox one number one marvel avengers number two man nfl three tony hawks pro skater nba 2k 21 and five call of duty modern warfare playstation 4 top five number one marvel avengers two tony hawks pro skater one and two man nfl 21 nba 2k 21 and number five ghost of tsushima and the Nintendo Switch, number one, Super Mario Brothers 3D All-Stars, two, Animal Crossing New Horizon, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Ring Fit Adventure, and number five, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And for consoles, Nintendo Switch was the best-selling console for September in both dollar sales and units. So you'll see one more month of that, and then all bets are off. <laughs> once, that, uh, once that PlayStation and Xbox come out, we're going to see a shift in the console market. Yeah, you're going to see a whole new top 10. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. So let's move into the next topic of the week. Top Topic of the week. Um, this will be... Actually, you want to discuss this one, A-Dub, coming out of, by way of Miles Morales? Morales, we got some news. It was a big story in gaming for me this month. The internet was hot with this one. The internet was going nuts. It's, yeah. it's amazing. So we got a more in-depth look at Miles Morales. We know he's going to be all over the Harlem area. We know some performance bits. Uh, it's going to be playable on PS5 in two different modes. You have a 4K60 performance mode, and then you have a 4K30 fidelity mode. 
just so you know exactly what the difference is other than the the fps the fidelity mode offers ray tracing and other visual effects that won't be available in the performance mode low times have also been eliminated damn <laughs> it seems like a lot of uh like even when you were talking about the uh the ui uh, everything is kind of being catered towards the eventual step into 4K. A lot of people have 4K TVs, and you just assume as uh, as it continues, as the years pass, 4K TVs will get cheaper. And so um, they're thinking ahead, and they're just making all their games having a 4K compatibility as far as we can see as of right now. Yeah. They also showed off some other content in the game. I believe they showed off the the first boss fight against the rhino spoiler alert (laughs) they also showed off some suits one of which really caught my eye and may have been the tipping point for me on whether or not i was going to get this game sooner rather than later Uh, what they showed off is called the cat suit which is so named because miles carries an attacking cat in his backpack properly known as Spider Cat. <laughs> Spider Cat. Spider Cat. Spider Cat. Yeah. Spider Cat's a bodega cat. Swings around with Miles in the backpack while you're pulling off combos and finishers. Spider Cat will will come from the backpack and participate. It's so cute. You need to get on it. <laughs> looking like Keanu. <laughs> yeah. Looking like killer. <laughs> yeah, um... yeah. Looking like looking like a real life Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's awesome. Um yeah, like they showed as he's doing the attack, the cat jumps out and just smacks the enemy. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's fun. With just one, just having a Spider-Man game where you're rocking a backpack, just looking like like a, like a dude getting ready to sell you a mixtape. <laughs> Swinging around the city selling mixtapes. <laughs> that would be the first like superhero. It's just some dude in in downtown. Yeah, it's like, uh, what was it the previous Spider-Man? You're delivering pizzas, and in, in the Spider-Man game of Miles Morales, you're you're, you're selling mixtapes out of your backpack, selling your homies mixtape, your hey, roommates mixtape. Hey, you got five minutes for a quick listen. <laughs> That's hey, you earn your money in the game. This artist is real cool. You guys might like <laughs> Spider-Man approved. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that shit was already hot just on. Um, just on face value but then as you see it uh, actually functioning within the combat uh that just took the game to another level i mean a keyboard cat all all the cats all the internet cats of memes the the cat that people point at when they're angry Mm -hmm. i want to see that cat in there with the with the shitty face (laughs) with the what did i do face (laughs) (laughs) those sad eyes yeah i mean the fact that like it just opens the range of like what they could do if they really want to lean into that that cat outfit uh, i i just like to see variants of that alone and not all the other spider-man shit <laughs> but, oh, yeah, i i love it it's uh it's fun and um as you as you said the pre-show leans into everything that makes miles who he is absolutely uh, you got anything else for us yes sir um this coming by way of so there was a report the previous week that there was a partnership between microsoft and gainstop um now more details have come out and one of those being uh this by way of engadget gamestop and microsoft will both benefit from the customer acquisition and lifetime revenue value of each gamer brought into the xbox ecosystem Mm -hmm. 
diving more into that, speaking to investment firms Domo, Cap- Domo Capital Management and Loop Capital, the publication was able to paint a better picture of the situation. Domo president Justin Deborala told Ars Technica that GameStop investor relations representative Eric Cerny, I wonder if any relation, uh, sent an email with the statement. We are allowed to state we will receive a portion of the downstream revenue for any device we will bring into the Xbox ecosystem. So this meaning that Xbox GameStop will be getting a cut of the digital sales of on any Xbox that they sell. Um, so it's it's an incentive one for GameStop to still push Xbox consoles, especially with the idea of um, the all digital consoles. Like there's a lot of discussion about well, wouldn't this? Why would why would any of the brick and mortar sell consoles that are all digital that just cuts into their software sales? Well, if they work out a deal where they're incentivized to sell those digital consoles because they'll still be getting a cut, um, it won um, future proofs uh, GameStop in order to continue <laughs> without having to rely on just physical sales. And um, yeah, it, uh, it, I guess in a way it shows that um, they're work they're willing to work with the developer because it seemed like there was definitely a period of time where there were just kind of pirates out there trying to make as much money without any care for the um, the developers or for the console makers and so yeah we'll see um, how that relationship evolves over the generation but yeah that's just something to follow uh, as far as all the uh, all the economic downturn that was coming by way of GameStop with yeah. the uh, evolution. Do you have any thoughts on that before we move on? I mean, I imagine GameStop just found their their characteristic manner of extorting <laughs> these guys <laughs> in order to continue, you know, carrying and distributing their products, you know, with the lockdown in effect, I imagine it, and especially with the damage that's been done to the postal service, I imagine it's still a little too difficult to move all this product in a timely manner. So games, I was like, Hey, oh, well, you know, your boy's still here. <laughs> I still got the access. <laughs> well, it's interesting because and things like that. So they haven't cut this deal with Sony as of yet. So it's, it, it does show like they could be, you know, um, showing a little muscle, but the fact that Sony hasn't bit, maybe it is just like a, just a strict partnership between Microsoft and GameStop, at least as of right now. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's another example of Microsoft finally money hatting their way to supremacy, or at least trying to where, you know, they can take the loss on giving or on cutting GameStop in, if it means it's easier to access their products than the competitor. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see how it pans out. All I know is I'm, I'm getting what I got to get, and that's all that gets in the way. <laughs> all right, let's move on to that's the all that matters. next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. Uh, this is just a small one. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is getting its own smartphone in Japan. <laughs> I all mean, right. in, in China. I mean, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so... There's a, let me see if I can get to the information. There was a tweet from Sudanshu that details that OnePlus China has confirmed a special Cyberpunk 2077 limited edition for OnePlus 8T. This will go for pre-orders from November 4th 
in China. Uh, the phone is coming to the U.S. in the U.K., but the Cyberpunk 2077 edition is only available in China. You know, if you can understand Chinese and get your import game on, that might be something you're interested to. It'll be interesting to see if there are any resale prices on eBay. <laughs> just to get an idea of how badly people want these things. But, you know, this just another example of CD Projekt Red, you know, branching out and doing all kinds of marketing for this title that's coming out uh, on the same day as the worldwide release for the PlayStation 5 on November 19th. So, I, I mean, if you, want, if you want to talk about Big Brother listening in, <laughs> it's going to be on that phone for sure. On that Chinese phone that's <laughs> disguising itself as a game that you like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if anything, I, I'd be even kind of curious to see if you can even purchase the, uh, if you can even import that phone, I would say, because you know that the, it's got to have some type of restrictions and yada, 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 so that they can easily access it at any point in time. And with everything, how things have played out with, uh, was it Huawei? Yeah. And even now TikTok, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm able to use that phone in the US. The president himself would airlift <laughs> to your house and smash your phone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So yeah, uh, let's move on to the next topic of the week. Top, top topic, topic of, of the week. Uh, let's see. Via Twitter, concern, Concerned Ape confirmed that Stardew Valley will be getting split screen co-op. Yes, yes, yes. This is a quick one. Uh, this is why this is important because your boy, uh, I've been sitting on playing Stardew Valley. It's not a game that I wanted to play uh, single player, but mm-hmm. thought was potentially a great girlfriend game for everything that can uh, occur in that game and especially it's a lot of tedious work and having an extra farmhand i think would push through some of that and so allow if me to only they supported that feature exactly and so they they have released multiplayer and when they announced multiplayer i was super excited only to learn that it was you know the typical multiplayer where it's you can only play online and you know somebody else has to buy it and then you can then play with that person. So you're basically connecting consoles. But by putting in split screen co-op, that means I only need to buy one. I don't have to own two switches and we can both sit down on one TV and play together. So that is absolutely the shit. And I am excited for that. It'll obviously probably be coming to PC first and eventually port to the consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta and, get through that public test room. Yes, sir. And yeah, I think that's everything. A dub, do you have anything else before we call no. it a day? I am fresh out. I'm tapped out. You got any final words before we get out of here? Mm, you know, the the next gen is upon us. Get hyped, rejoice. It's gonna be a wonderful time. Yes. Well, this is control issues. I am see we are control issues. Thanks for playing. Sucker. Sucker. Sucker.